So I think I'm going to start the podcast this time. No, I always been, start it. No, I know you always do. So it's my turn. How about I start That's it? That's because this I'm time? the best at it. Well, <laughs> I wouldn't say you're the best because <laughs> I haven't done it yet. You're, you've been the only one to do it. Why, why are you always challenging me on this? I think we're live. Hey, uh, welcome oh. to Tag Team Podcast hey. with Impact Outsiders. We're going to talk about conflict. Yes. And you just got a little preview of conflict there. Just kidding. Um, but no, conflict is something that um, every marriage deals with. Um, every relationship really deals with conflict. And so we want to talk about how to navigate through conflict so that we can connect. Because we talked about in one of our last episodes about forgiveness, right? When the offense comes... And the conflict's there. We can either choose forgiveness and to work on reconciliation or what Barb and Gary call closing the loop, or we can choose to um, hang on to unforgiveness, which leaves the loop open. Yes. So how would you how would you define conflict? Um, unresolved hurt, or maybe not even unresolved, just hurt or um, fear, offense, something along those lines. Mm-hmm. And something you're holding on to, right? Yeah. 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 And so so if you have conflict and you haven't dealt with it, so it is unresolved, explain explain the loop. So Barb and Gary have that in their book, Six Secrets to an to a Lasting Love. Yep. Yep. So the loop, like I said before, it's like the offense comes. Now you get to choose. Do you leave the loop open? Not work through. Uh, the offense, not work through the conflict, which is what I did all the time, mm-hmm. right? I would choose not to deal with it because uh, I liked avoiding conflict. And there's a really amazing book out there called How We Love uh, by Milan and Kay Yurkovich, and it really dives into how you process conflict. Mm-hmm. And I am what they call an avoider. And a lot of what I did was based on what was imprinted in me as a child, how I saw people deal with conflict, how um, I was even dealing with emotions and feelings and conflict as a kid. Mm-hmm. And and it hit on things that was like, wow, like that's why I am the way I am. And, and for example, a lot of times avoiders, when you were a kid growing up, let's say you had an issue and you were sharing emotions, you would go to your parents and they would be like, I don't want to hear it. Go to your room and come back out when you're done crying. Come back out when you're done being upset. And we'd never talk about the emotion or the feelings. It was just shut down. So what you do is you learn to just shut down and avoid your feelings. Yeah. And you you come from a law enforcement family. Right. Before you were in law enforcement, your dad right. was in law enforcement. And yep. so, so kind of some common things you see in first responder families is... You can't have feelings on the job, and it's really hard to bring those home. Right. And for a lot of us, we don't even know how to identify feelings, mm-hmm. right? We don't know how to identify the emotion that's stirring inside of it because we never have been able to name it. Mm-hmm. And so I guess I would just recommend to you, there's, there's resources out there, and we will post a resource on our on our webpage under the podcast next to this episode that's just going to be a list of feelings. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna be, you're going to be able to look through there, and it'll help you identify what you're going through and the emotions that uh, you're feeling uh, in your heart. And I would, I would consider myself a vacillator, which, which to kind of define that I, I, I desire for intense connection and I have strong feelings, but I often idolize 
how I want to feel. And when I get, when I don't feel that way, I get disappointed and I start to disconnect. And so it's it, that kind of personality yeah. can be a very, I want you or go away and lots of outbursts of anger. And then I feel outbursts of emotion. Yeah. yeah outbursts. I, I'm a very emotional person yes. and an avoider gets uncomfortable <laughs> with emotions. So what a marriage we have had. Right. And, and um, but we've had to learn and work through that. And, you know, I, in simpler terms, you, you you're, you're an external processor. Mm-hmm. I'm an internal yeah. processor. On top of all of that, I love a good scream, and then I feel so much better. And then you and don't. I'm like <laughs> in my mind, I'm like I need to carefully choose my words. Like okay. I don't want to say anything that's going to offend her or make things yes. worse. So I take time to process and to actually process. You know what? Maybe I am wrong in this. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, like, you just need to get it out. Like, yeah. You just throw it up all over me, and then I'm like, oh, my gosh, what's going on? So go check out the book, How We Love, by Kay and Milan Yurkovich. They also have a website where you can maybe read the details. The other, the other, um, um, what am I trying to say? The other ways you love can be a pleaser, Mm -hmm. a controller, or a victim. And so go check out their their stuff and maybe identify who you are. Yeah, and And they actually have a workbook on how you match up with Mm -hmm. your spouse and how you can work through that together to learn how to better connect with one another and learn how to better love mm-hmm. one another. So recommend that book. So so Aaron and I are a living testimony of two that are <sighs> extreme spectrums, right? Yeah. And, and yet God has done an amazing work in it. And we, yeah. we have been, you know, just humbled by how we can still resolve conflict. Mm. And so we want to talk about that. How but it's do you, taken work. Yeah, yeah. And it's taken effort. It's taken time. It's yep. taken energy. And so much like forgiveness, it's a choice. Right. You, you have to choose to close the loop of conflict. And so what, is, what does that look like? Right. And this, I also want to um, point back to Six Secrets to a Lasting Love because this is all in there. It's such a great book. But um, mm-hmm. what does it look like to close the loop? Well, first of all, uh, Dr. Gary and Barb Rosberg would tell you to prepare your heart. Mm-hmm. Prepare your heart for um, working through that loop of conflict, um, you know, genuinely desire reconciliation uh, and, and prepare for the conversation. And and how do you do that? Prayer. For us, it's prayer. Yeah. And I know I need God's help to humble my heart. And mm. when I have an offense, I just think of all the things I want to say that he needs to hear and he better be sorry. And, yeah. and when I prepare my heart, it's a God, help me to humble my heart. Hmm. Help me to um, want to communicate this well in a way that honors him. Help me to um, be heard, but also to hear him mm-hmm. in the midst of this conflict. Help me to empathize with him. Empathy is such a huge part yeah. of it. And humility. It takes humility, mm-hmm. right, to be able to step back and say, okay, I, I'm going to hear what they have. To say, because I think a lot of times we just want to communicate our feelings without mm-hmm. hearing what they're feeling in return, which leads to the second step of communicating your feelings. And when you do that, our suggestion is to stick to I feel statements, not accusatory you statements or you did this, you did that. Right. But I feel disrespected when t- you talk to me with that tone. Yeah, that's a good that's a good way to start. Not. You always talk to me with a tone in your voice that's really annoying, mm-hmm. and it just shuts me down right when away. When you share your feelings, 
you can't, the, the other person can't argue with your feelings because they're yeah. your feelings. Right. But when you start saying you do this or you never do that or you make me feel, they can argue with that because <laughs> mm-hmm. no, I don't. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. So we have prepare your heart, um, communicate your feelings, and then uh, resolve your conflicts together. Mm-hmm. You're a team. Yeah. Work together to find a solution. Again, this takes empathy, yeah. empathy, wanting to feel and see and just get the perspective of your spouse. Um, and, and I, I would I would just add, if you go into this saying, we are a team that's going to resolve this together rather than that's my enemy who's who I'm going to win against, it's a whole different perspective. Mm. We are going to get through this and how are we going to solve this together? And and one of the things Barb and Gary also mentioned is just the gender differences when you're communicating. Men, <laughs> men want to get right to the point. Yeah. Like, what did I do? Just tell me. And, give, and yeah, give me the, the low and dirty. Don't yes. take and me so, through the story. As women, we often want to give all the context and all the details and what led up to the offense. And and men don't really need that, women. It, but right. men. Women need, if you just say, we don't have sex enough, that's the conflict. Women aren't going to hear that. Maybe it's a, you know, we've we've had some nights where we haven't been around each other yeah. and I'm just feeling disconnected from you. And I women desire want, it. Like, <laughs> women like want to hear the details. And yeah. and so just, just know the gender differences when you're communicating and be committed to listening to the other person, even if they're not doing the best job meeting your gender preference of right. of communication. Yeah, don't just hear, mm-hmm. listen. Yes. Because I think a lot of times in conflict, we we sit back and we hear what they're saying, but we're just waiting for our turn to talk. Yeah. We're just waiting for our turn to give a rebuttal to what they're saying. The vacillator in me does that <laughs> a lot. <laughs> um, next step. So we've got prepare your heart, communicate your feelings, resolve your conflicts, forgive your spouse. If needed, let go of the offense and, and open up your heart back to your spouse. And again, be empathetic. And, um, and we say if needed, because sometimes working out conflict, you may just realize there was a misunderstanding. Yeah. And, and sometimes even in a misunderstanding, you may have hurt your spouse. And so it's never a bad idea to say, I'm sorry that I hurt you. Yeah. Even if you didn't really do anything wrong and it was a misunderstanding, you don't want to hurt your spouse. Yeah. You don't. You don't want to do that again. And um, like, like my, like my shoes that I always leave on the uh, the runner in the hallway, for example. Like, mm-hmm. would you put away your shoes? But then when I give my perspective, I'm like, well, they're wet. I don't want to get the other shoes wet, so I'm letting them dry. So here's this open loop of like, he's always leaving his shoes in my way. I trip over them, and then I have to put them away. Where I'm like. I'm doing her a favor by not getting her shoes dirty because I'm waiting for them to dry. <laughs> and so no yeah. forgiveness really needed, just understanding, right? Right, right. And then the last part of closing the loop is to, to rebuild the trust, mm-hmm. to put into motion a solution to the conflict um, over a period of time. Yeah. And, and when it comes to conflict and open loops of conflict, stick to one loop at a time. Yeah. Like, because it's so easy to be working on one loop, one offense or one hurt and then open up another offense or another hurt and a lot of times when when you know maybe the the accusatory statements are coming well then that's my opportunity to say well you always do this Mm -hmm. well no let's focus on this one offense this one hurt that we're focused on 
close that loop. And uh, then we can work on the other open loops that that um, yeah that have occurred. If you're ever finding yourself using the words always and never, you're probably in the wrong because it's it's not true that your spouse always does something or never does something <laughs> right. usually. And so um, those are extremes to avoid. And, and like we mentioned, stick to the I feel because they yeah. can't argue with that. Um, but yeah, rebuilding trust. And it could be a quick thing if it, you know, depending on the offense or it, it may take time to rebuild yeah. trust and to, to put into motion how the resolution of your conflict. Yeah. Did, like, did they really realize how that hurt me and they're changing things? And that, that builds yeah. back trust. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, um, I was thinking of a word picture the other day when, when I was thinking about open loops versus closed loops. And I think about open loops of conflict as like the car maintenance, right? If you have an issue with your car and you decide not to fix it, pretty soon another one comes, another one comes. Pretty soon there's going to be so many issues with the car, it's not going to run anymore. Mm -hmm. But if you choose to get it fixed and take care of the problem, your car is going to last longer. It's going to run longer. It's going to run more efficiently. Well, it's kind of the same in marriage, right? Mm -hmm. If you have all these open loops of conflict, eventually it's going to get to the point where the marriage is going to break down yeah, and it's not going to run anymore. So I'll put you on the spot. Okay. Say we're, say there's couples listening right now who have lots of open loops. Yeah. Where, where do they start? Uh, one at a time. I would start with, with something simple. Yeah. Like what, what's the effect? Maybe it, maybe it, again, maybe it's the shoe thing. Maybe it's a dishwasher thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe maybe it has something to do with with cleaning chores, mm -hmm. right? Um, start small and then just keep identifying loops and working to close them. And the funny thing is about this, like um, not that long ago, we had a conflict mm -hmm. and I was going back to my avoidance. Mm -hmm. And you're like, would you like to close the loop? <laughs> and I'm like, yes. <laughs> and so we stood there. We talked about it for like two or three minutes and it was closed and it was done and like it felt so freeing but yet i wanted to revert back to avoidance and i was going to but you called me out on it yeah and i kind of tried to meet you where you were at cuz we were in a hurry to go somewhere i was mad about something and i i i said i would like to close a loop later and you're like no let's do it right now yeah. which is not typical for you yeah. like you'd rather avoid it and hope i just forget about it but, yeah but but you're like no let's do it now and we did and it was quick and easy and and yeah. sometimes it do that doesn't always go well to do it quickly depending right. on the offense and you but, may have to come back to it yeah right yep. or you may have to find help again yeah. help whether it's coaching counseling yeah. uh mentors other people um in your life that can help you walk through the closed loop of conflict yeah so and I, I would say that's probably goes in the step of preparing your heart like identifying mm. with your spouse what is the right time and setting it doesn't have to be right before you host 100 people for a party <laughs> it's it's when is the right time to talk about these things? And so right. we're going to go through some questions. You want to kick it off with number one? Yeah, I, I do want to hit just one more thing. Yeah. Um, and this goes back to what Dr. John Trent said at the uh, Marriage Getaway in 2022. Um, he, he, he talked about b being in close proximity with each other. Right. When, when you're working through conflict, be in close proximity. Mm -hmm. Sit next to each other on the couch. Because when people get more than six feet apart, the voices tend to raise. Mm -hmm. Or when we put something in between us and our spouse, like a table 
um, or a kitchen island, the voices tend to raise. Mm -hmm. So sit next to each other on the couch. Eye contact. Eye contact. Talk with a respectful tone. And again, um, have empathy uh, for one another. And, mm -hmm. and I think you'll find that you'll work through the conflict in a much healthier way that way. Yeah. So let's get sure. to the questions. Yes. Okay. Number one, how do you tend to handle conflict? So we, we talked about Aaron being an avoider. I'm a vacillator. There's also a pleaser, a controller, and a victim. Um, so how, how can these tendencies be frustrating for your spouse? So identify what you are. Yeah. Go check out that website we recommended, How We Love, um, and and find out what you are and, and maybe identify how that's frustrating for a spouse. Frustrating, but also can provide clarity mm -hmm. to one another, too, to yeah. know this is how my uh, wife or my husband processes conflict, and how can we work through that together? Yes. Number two, how do we want to be approached by our spouse when they feel like there is an open loop? So do we talk now? Do we mm -hmm. set up a time to talk? If you're, if, so in our case, Aaron's an avoider, maybe, maybe it helps him to, to process. Yeah. Here's the, here's what I want to talk about. Let's set up a time tonight. Yeah. And that gives him time to prepare his heart because in his flesh, he wants to just run, right. you know? And so, and, and here's what I'd say too, like w women and men's brains are wired differently. And so men can typically compartmentalize things. Mm -hmm. So we can take this, this conflict, put it in a box in our brain and not think about it again. Whereas women, everything is so interconnected, like yeah. everything that happens throughout the day is somehow it's going to be connected to the conflict and they're going to be thinking about it all the time. And so just know that about each other. Like, But I would say I feel like I do so much better knowing that we're going to circle around yeah. to something like I can kind of let it go in that moment, knowing good to know. this is we're going to come back to this. And also, if my heart is. I want to resolve this, not I want to win this. Yeah. <laughs> um, that helps me let go a little bit, not not have the conversations in my head of this is what I'm going to say. We're not this competitive is, at all, are we? This is what he's going to say, and I'll say this. So oh. I'm sure I'm the only one who does that. But um, but yeah, I think <laughs> it, it, it does. It helps you prepare your heart. Mm -hmm. So. Um, and then yeah. question number three, um, personally think about an open loop of conflict that you need to work on closing and, and refer to that second question of how you can communicate that conflict to your spouse and then go through the steps of, of closing the loop and, and, and finding additional resources to help you close the loop. And, and, yeah. and it's just not one spouse that gets to close the loop. It's both of you. Right. You both, both of you get the opportunity. You both get the opportunity and make sure you both get the opportunity. And, um, and it starts with that preparation of your yeah. heart. So Juice. that concludes our podcast on conflict. Every marriage has conflict. How you work through it matters. If you work through it matters so you can get back to connecting with your spouse. So that concludes this episode of the Tag Team Podcast. Uh, we want to remind you that stronger marriages make stronger heroes. Stay safe.